And welcome to Plan K, the Crane Drama Podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're doing, what, five through eight of Encounter. Yes, that's what I watched, at least. That's what I also watched. I always get confused about the numbers. Yeah. Uh, we're doing it right. Five, six, seven, and eight. Five through eight inclusive. Inclusive. And we got a kiss, Raquel. We're going to start at the end. Yeah, let's start at the end and work our way back. Finally, we got a kiss. It was a pretty good kiss. It was was super cute. Okay, so I realized that if we had recorded right after I finished the episode, I would have been so stoked and all about that kiss. But as the night grew longer and the time between watching and recording lingered, I don't know, uh, and it felt weird. I think it was the weird flashback sequence that happened right after the kiss that really threw me off. This show has really weird flashbacks. I think, I don't know how long it's been since we watched a K-drama that really abused flashbacks, but this one's pretty abusive. It's not great, because there's been moments in this show that they flashback to literally seconds before. So weird. And they do it often they skip a scene and have the next scene and then just flash back to what you missed yeah quote unquote it's not linear at all not storytelling yeah not linear at all but not even i mean you can't even say that it's non-linear in a sensible way that's really cool storytelling it's weird like it's really weird they'll show him getting out of the shower and like scrubbing his hair with a towel and thinking about something that none of us knows happened and then you'll get to see that happening and then it will flash forward again he's still scrubbing his hair with a towel it's been 10 minutes (laughs) i don't he's thinking too much he's thinking too much i don't like that very much no it's come off as super weird and i feel like sometimes they've done uh kind of like hidden movies. I remember distinctly there was a scene at the bridge where they were looking at the picture that they both like and they, I think, kind of define their relationship as like a some relationship for the first time and it like zooms in on the picture and then over the picture it starts playing scenes from their past interactions and I thought that one was really well done. Mm -hmm. It was cropped in a really cool way and then it kind of took over the screen and was still cropped in like an old-fashioned movie kind of play. And they've done a couple of those that I think kind of bring me back to the first episode that we said was like a whole different world. It was a totally different style. And I've liked those. But then there's plenty of them that are just weird. And I think the one after their first kiss was just like, let's do some cuts, some super cuts of their relationship. And it did not work for me. Mm -mm. It does start to feel like my time is being wasted a little bit when they do that. And I try not to be that weird and jaded about stuff, especially stuff I enjoy, like watching K-dramas. I really enjoy watching K-dramas. And I don't mean to be weird business girl Raquel, businesswoman Raquel, that's like, hey, come on, 
this is my time. <laughs> Come on, hurry it up. But it, money. it does kind of feel that way a little bit when I'm seeing the same scene for the fifth time and it hasn't been that long since it happened anyway. You don't have to do this. You don't have to go down this path. I do remember I have some amount of attention span. It's not a great attention span, but it's better <laughs> than what you're giving me credit for. I will- I did also really like the scene where it- it showed their relationship almost in reverse, because it was very artistic. If they did it like that, that would be cool, because I even liked- it shows a scene we never saw of them passing each other on the bridge. Yeah. And that's cool. It was a cute- like, this was the real beginning to them, like, before they even knew each other. And I liked it. It's very, very good. The other ones, I don't know. Sometimes they're very weird. And like you said, feel like they're wasting your time. <sighs> um, <laughs> I feel like I feel bad starting with the complaints, but obviously those are what stick out because I really, really like this show. Um, did you feel like some of those masks were, dare I say, ratchet? <laughs> Welcome back to 2015. Yes. Those masks. We're ratchet. Yeah, it's wild because some of them were very good masks. Some of them were beautiful. Most the masks of... for, that laid out for the CEOs, CEO Zhang, CEO Cha, both had the masks that I was expecting from a beautiful masquerade ball. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason, they had a gold pirate and a power ranger. And uh, the tin man? The tin man? Don't get that one. I don't understand. It's crazy, too, because most of them were awful. Some of them <laughs> were okay, and there were three of them that were actually cool masquerade masks. I really liked um, his friend... I don't remember her name. I think it's Hyen. Is that right? Uh, Hyen. Yeah. My roommate just brought me dinner. That's so nice. Alright, just eat throughout our podcast. Nobody yes. cares. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll silence it. It's fine. I'll silence all my mouth noises. <laughs> You just eat while I talk. I'll take over the whole podcast. <laughs> you go, I'll nod along. You guys, I'm nodding along. Nodding silently, chewing loudly. So Get in there. <laughs> mm. Um, uh, I don't remember Hayne's mask. I feel bad about that. I do remember Homegirl from The Office, and I should remember her name. It's like NG, I think. Her mask was the first one that I think really threw me for a loop. Because they showed the brother and the guy friend getting their masks. And I was like, that seems like a mistake. Like, she'll give them the actual masks when they get to the door, I think. That's just a joke. And then NG had a mask that's like that weird, like, almost latex-looking bunny mask. And I was like, that's, what a choice. What a bold choice for your company's masquerade ball. As soon as I saw her, I thought, oh, she's wearing a really similar outfit to the CEO. I bet someone's going to mix her up with <laughs> with the female lead. Yeah. And then I saw her in that bunny mask, and I thought, oh no, they decided to nix that plot. Uh-huh. Nobody would confuse a CEO with a girl that would wear that bunny mask. She's not going to do it. Yeah, they still played that out, which is fine, uh, but surprising, considering the mask choice. I guess then Assistant Manager Park had a clown mask, which was also insane for the MC. 
I mean, he was the MC and he got a mask that covered his mouth. Yeah, Just seems what? like poor planning. What are you doing? I don't know. There were lots of themes to the party, which I think was very romantic for our leads. But it could have been confusing. You're like, come to a masquerade ball that's got club music. And at the stroke of midnight, we'll become a salsa club. Like, this is so many choices. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't go to fancy parties or any parties. So maybe that's normal. I've never been invited to a party once in my life. But I will say that that did have a lot of themes. I did really like that the Havana theme seemed to be a surprise for her. That was really romantic. Like you said, it was super sweet. I bet everyone else in that room was a bit thrown. Or, I, I don't know, I mean, the justification was fine because they decided to make it about the hotel opening in 2019. But also... Pick a theme. Pick a theme. You it get... would have just been cool to have Havana night. Yeah, you get one, maybe two themes, but you had a dance club masquerade Havana salsa theme, so that's a lot of themes. <laughs> it's too many, I'd say, but I don't know, I'm not a millionaire. Seemed like you had a lot of fancy people at your party, which is fine. I'm not invited. <laughs> I love, I do love that little clip at the end that showed all the couples, uh, like not necessarily romantic couples. But it was just a very cute midpoint for the show to say, like, end of episode eight. Here's where we're at. Day Young is, I think, the friend's name. And Secretary Jung flirting it up. If they don't know who the other person is, they really like them. Cute. I'm, I'm on board that ship. Me too. 100%. I don't love how she talks to him. I think what's interesting is usually it's pretty equal to me, the clear dislike for each other, but this time around I do feel like he at least tries and she is so mean. She is just so rotten to him when she knows who he is. Yeah. And it's a lot, but... It's a real grudge. I don't know. Can you call it a grudge if one time he was kind of rude to her and now she looks down on him from her pedestal? I don't know. I'm on board the ship because I'm into the dramas and this is a pretty classic trope. So here we are. And then there's assistant manager Park and homegirl, who I think is named Inji, but, you know, I could be dead wrong. <laughs> They're just emceeing. I love their progression in these few episodes where they're trying to suck up to Kim Jin Hyuk a lot. I think that's really funny. It is good, very good. Good little comedy. I also love how not there for it the manager of the office is. She is done with them. I'm surprised they still have jobs because she seems <laughs> like she can handle a professional situation. I just feel like she's two seconds away from firing them at all times and it's only through <laughs> the good grace of her being a little bit distracted that they even still have jobs at all. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe she's as amused as the rest of us. Hopefully. Hopefully. I enjoy them. She seems like a good sport. There's her and manager Dan, or Nam. 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 I always call him Dan. He looks a lot like my roommate's dad. Whoa. wild. That's crazy. Yeah. He's the cutest man alive. He's perfect. He got to play fairy godmother in this last episode, and the whole time I was just so excited. Because I... he makes himself the fairy godmother. No one asks him for anything. He's the K-drama hero we need. We don't deserve him, but we need him. We need him. 
to drive the plot and and drive the boyfriend and drive the boyfriend two hours to the party. That's I just don't understand why he wasn't going to the party. I guess he had to work. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like he could have asked for the day off. Like, I think you get one. You get at least one. But I don't know. Maybe I'm a bad employee to be like, I know it's my first week, but I need Friday night off. You know what's a little bit out of control in this K-drama? I am taking a fast turn here, just so you know. Here we go. Uh, never in my life have I seen product placement that is so out of control. Oh my heavens. Usually it's obvious. And I mean... In, what was it? What was was the last drama we watched? Oh my god, I forgot it. Um, With our favorite girl and boy. Heavens. I have my notebook right here. Touch your heart. Touch your heart. Jesus Christ. This is embarrassing. What's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? In Touch Your Heart, there was a lot of product placement, and I feel like they played it off as kind of comical because... She was playing an actress, so I I don't know. I kind of liked how they did it. In this show, they're still trying to make it in-your-face obvious, but it feels like you're stupid. Yeah, it feels so spoon-fed, and you're still supposed to believe that they're just having a conversation when they turn to the camera holding their teacup in the perfect position, saying, so smooth. (laughs) Would you like some coffee? It's the best coffee ever made. I think I'll take two shots, thank you so much. Doesn't it smell nice? Oh my, heavenly, just heavenly. Have some water. I brought two. It's the most refreshing water available to man. Hey, Encounter, cut it the fuck out. (laughs) I've seen subway advertisements less obvious than this. Literally, you had subway advertisements, and they were less obvious. Chill out. Chill. Oh, yeah, I just, I did think about that a lot. Every time it came up, the first time it came up, I laughed. I, I was amused by how obvious they decided to be with their product placement. By the fifth time they decided to do it, I did feel insulted. I was a little bit angry. It's so hard. I wonder how popular commercials are on Korean television. Because I know on Japanese television, you get a lot of showtime and then you have short commercial breaks. And so I wonder if it's similar in Korea where they're like, we just got to put the commercial in the show. But I hate it. I really don't like it. That's what it feels like. I'd have to research and I don't care. Yeah, but it, it's that same kind of feeling that my time is being wasted. They could probably cut out a couple of episodes already just based on flashbacks and on... Uh, Taste testing the products. Yeah. That's fair. Here's all our complaints on the table. Yep, we got them out of the way. What do we love? What do we love? What's left? Because I love so much of it. Um, I feel like it'd be easier to go through the characters because I can't think in a normal pattern, especially when Raquel's eating her noodles. It's so funny to watch. Uh, <laughs> I always think of, of the little brother. He's my favorite for some reason, and he doesn't do anything. So I don't know why I love him so much. Uh, what? I just don't feel very endeared to him yet. I feel like it's coming, but as of right now, I just don't care. He hasn't really had a role. Mm-mm. And when he does have a role, it's usually like, it's comic relief, but I think there's better comedy in the show. Yeah, I think he's helping move the plot along for Day Young and Secretary Jung a lot. 
that's nice. Yeah, he's being a good friend. I love it. Oh, I just love their relationship. I don't know why, because like you said, it's not very nice. We're not having a nice time yet, but I really like it, and I just want him to be happy, Raquel. I think they need each other, and I'm also ready for her to start empathizing with her friend who needs love in her life. Uh, that's true. She's very much like, we need business. But I don't know. She has said a few times, like, we live in different worlds. I can have relationships where the CEO still can't. She's not allowed. So I don't know if she'd ever be fully supportive, but hopefully love can solve all problems, as I truly believe it can. Uh, Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Thank you. Oh, love. Love finds a way, guys. Love, love. Love, love. Uh, I can't think of anyone else that's, like, super interested. (gasps) Raquel. Okay, there was a turning point. In episodes one through four, I kind of liked this uh, CEO, Jong, Jong Usok. Mm-hmm. And there were points in these episodes that I was on his team. I thought it was super interesting that he faked an affair to divorce from the woman he loved so that she could be free. But then they turned it all around for me in the one scene in her office where he comes to visit and says, I'm interested because it has to do with a woman I like. And she's like, I'll kill you. And he's like, I missed you. Oh, now I hate him. They went they went ahead and finally made him properly creepy. Proper scumbag material. Don't ever emotionally compromise a woman when she's in the room alone with you and she uh is clearly uninterested and it would be one thing if he finally sat her down and decided to have a real talk and just you know put his feelings out there said something along the lines of i know that this may not be reciprocal reciprocated and in fact it almost certainly isn't but it's important that I let you know that I care about you and I always have and you should know that but instead he decided to be really fucking gross the worst the most like I don't even want to call it a power move because it wasn't powerful it was just scummy to corner someone and say, your current relationship is meaningless. You should be with me instead. That comes out of nowhere. Absolutely nowhere for Cha Suhyun. Yeah, she doesn't know what's happening. She doesn't know that his whole existence for the past however many years has been to make her existence one iota easier if he can. Which is really nice, the fact that he was doing that for her while still maintaining that she is allowed to make her own choices and that that's important to him. That's fucking selfless. That is some That's very shit. nice. That's why we liked you, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's just He this- has so many hero moments, like tiny little hero moments where he's good to her. So why does, when it comes to face-to-face adult conversations, why does he have to be such a scumbag? Yeah. I haven't completely written him off. I do feel like this is the beginning of the end of his good guy streak, but I don't know. It's hard because that was the first moment, and even then, I hated it. It's not that uncommon in a K-drama for that to happen, though. Yeah. Where the man just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, drops his real feelings in a way that compromises the woman emotionally and professionally, but... Yeah. I don't know. It's frustrating. 
Because, yeah, it seems like the point is to say, I've loved you, and I've kind of helped you to be free from these expectations from my parents, I guess, from my mom especially. And uh, as long as you've been single, that's been fine. But if you want to be in a relationship, no, you're not allowed. You have to be with me or a single. That's fine. You can be single and happy. I don't care. But it's, oh, yeah, so abusive to pretend that he's not controlling her and then kind of from the background sidelines think that he's controlling her. Is it judgmental of me to figure that he always just didn't know what controlling her meant? I don't know. Maybe if we're really examining this, even the way that he was able to help her be free or the way that he does little things for her, like making sure she can get the artwork that she wants in her hotels, in in a way, that's also really controlling, doing it behind her back. I just... Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bit like helping someone accomplish something and then never telling them that you helped them and then them thinking that they accomplished it on their own and that they are able to I don't know it's it's lying and it sucks he's a liar he's a liar and apparently he's a bad guy so jokes on us as always jokes on us as always I don't know we definitely had our suspicions so no one can say we didn't have them Welcome to the podcast where we're never wrong. We say what we mean and we mean what we say. And if we said something different, we don't remember. We're always changing teams, so it doesn't matter. We have a lot of opinions and we never hold on to them for very long. Mm-mm. So, welcome. Um, you know who else had a little arc in these four episodes? Assemblyman Cha. Yes, what a good dad. What a good man. I love him. That conversation with Chairwoman Kim was so powerful, and I should have just written the whole conversation down, because it was so good. I'm so here for it. I'm so here for it. I need to learn how to give a slap in the face that's that good. I know, I'm ready to master the art of verbal uh, destruction. It's such a classy smackdown. Oh, he says, you don't control me. You didn't buy me, I'm not going to merge parties, and you definitely don't have any control of my daughter. Bounce. I'm out. I'm out. Oh, and also, you can't say what her actions are doing to harm or help me. So I loved that. I hope it's foreshadowing. I hope that her decision to live her life the way she wants to is the thing that gets him elected. That would be the dopest shit. The dopest. But also, I love that he just doesn't care. Yeah. It's like, I want, I want you to be happy. She needs one parent in her corner because her mom is psychotic. <laughs> oh, it makes me sad. There's something very extra spooky about moms that are villains. And I think it's because moms are usually a symbol of unconditional love and acceptance and strength and goodness and they love their child and... That's what matters. And so when you make a mom a villain in a K-drama, it's it rattles a little bit. You know things are bad when it's the moms who have turned against you. Mm-hmm. Let's make the moms cry this time. <laughs> We're here for it. Make them cry. Break them. <laughs> I should not deliver important words with food in my mouth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I can see you, so I didn't notice. And then we've got our main characters doing the good good, defining the relationship twice, twice in four episodes. They were in a some relationship, which doesn't 
have an equal in English because everyone's constantly in a some relationship. It's the only thing where we're more high context about it. Like, you don't talk about it, you just do it. Just do it. You don't need to say you're flirting. It's, you can just do that, guys. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe if you're trying to flirt with your CEO, you should be pretty clear about it. Yeah, everyone should lay all of their cards on the table so that no one has to deal with the power imbalance, because that could get creepy fast. They're doing an okay job with it, but... Yeah, we'll just send out some advice here. Yeah. If you're going to flirt with your CEO... Tell them you're flirting. Anyone else, don't worry about it. We don't use the sum relationship. But they did, just to waste our time a little bit for two episodes. Mm-hmm. And it, it was fine. It was fine. It doesn't matter, because they were happy. Yeah. And they were in a relationship like normal. I'm excited for her, because I feel like she is finally expressing how she feels about him. And we uh, also don't have to be worried about how she feels about him anymore. Yeah, I want to say, like, give a disclaimer, I guess, that from this point forward, we probably won't talk about how problematic the beginnings of their relationship were, because we still have that stance that probably that's not the best way they could have done this. But if we dwell on it for the rest of the K-drama, wouldn't make for a very interesting podcast. So just know that we still find that troublesome. But where they're at now is nice yeah. and pretty healthy and normal. And she's talking about her feelings. She's the one that said, you're my boyfriend. That's cute. That is cute. Good for her. Good for her. Well done. That's that's it. They go on a lot of dates that are like cute and weird. Uh, there's a lot of crying. That's fine. Um, there's a nice little power move in there. There's like a transfer, which I think is just a, a added drama for the Korean drama. Mm-hmm. Not super interesting to break it apart. But I did like that he was transferred and he said, this is something that I have to deal with. And if you stick your neck out for me, then it wouldn't be something that I would respect you as a CEO for doing. I would respect you as my girlfriend and I'd sure love it. But you're a CEO first and foremost. So don't do this. Yeah, like that. It's okay if you put your job first right here. I also really liked the line that he said that was like, it was along the lines of, just let me go and see how I return to where I am supposed to be. Ah, oh, that was such a good line. Dog is losing his mind. I know, he's going crazy. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> oh, so I'm excited. I think it'll be fine. And I don't know, maybe two and a half hours just doesn't seem that much to me. And maybe it's because is the place that's already appeared in the show where he drove down to see her for the night and then drove back to his house and then got another car and drove back to see her for the night and then the next day drove back home for work? Does it seem like it's not that hard to travel between the two places if they do that? When he said it was a two-hour drive, I kind of rolled my eyes. <laughs> Some people commute for that long. Mm-hmm. Seattle is two hours away, and I've made that drive a couple times in a day. And he he's done that too, so I don't know. Like, obviously, new relationships are very, like, lovey-dovey, and you don't want to be that far apart, especially for someone else's power play. But I do feel like they were both a little bit overly sad about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're gonna make it. It's gonna be okay. 
I was more sad for his parents because they were so confused about what was they happening. They were so... Oh, his mom. His dad seemed to kind of maybe pick up that it was about a girl or something, but not really. I don't know. Korean context clues are hard for me. <laughs> but his mom was so upset. Don't make the moms cry. Don't make the moms cry. Not this one. She only has one son that she doesn't seem to want now. <laughs> Don't take away her good boy. <laughs> I um I will say that this is the maybe the first K drama that we've watched. That there are a couple of plots bouncing around that I don't really know what's going on. Like what? So you know the old friends, um, Assemblyman Cha and <gasps> Yes uh Chief Nam and uh The brother of Homegirl. Mm-hmm. Who is dead? Who's dead, yeah. Okay. I thought it was her husband that they were friends with, but I guess it was her brother that they were friends with. Seems like it. Seems like they've turned on the husband because he was supposed to take care of her, but he wasn't part of the crew. He wasn't part of the OG trio. He would never cheat if he was, okay? He would be good to his core. Yes, because if you're part of the Holy Trio, you, the Holy Trinity, you don't cheat later. You don't cheat, okay? You have a so yeah, I think it was her brother. Okay. <laughs> um, that's really cute. And yeah, I can't tell if they're going to do something with it or if it's just like, here's a clear sign that these three are good people. Yeah, like look at them sticking together. But then, yeah, they brought her and her family into it. Where she's going through a divorce. I don't know if that's just so that she's supposed to get involved with manager Nam. I hope not. You don't want him to get involved? I like good, good platonic friendships. Yeah, I feel that. And I feel like a divorce is a cheap way to be like, let's move this friendship into something more. I feel that too. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think I'd be thrilled if they were together by the end of it. Unless, unless there is a time jump. Yeah. <laughs> they give her a couple of years to heal. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean... To be a better dad to her daughter than her actual ex-husband is, so... Yeah. So it's like, it would be good. He's a good guy. She's a good lady. I am not against them getting together. I'm against the circumstances of the drama writers being like, she's going through a tough time and is emotionally available. So if her sweet friend swoops in, she might take him up on his dating offer. It's like, no, no, no. She needs friendship and support so she can... Get through it on her own with her daughter. Let her be her own person. For once. For once. She's been through it now. She's been through a lot. Leave her alone. I don't know. Is there another plotline that you're confused about? Mm, right now, it's less that I'm confused about what's going on and more that I'm confused about the direction they're taking it, which is the uh, kind of the main one where Tae... What's the name of the company? Tae Hyung. Tae Hyung. Uh is I feel like they're not really a threat to her or her dad anymore. I just feel like they could be, but honestly, the way that she and her dad are acting, they're over it. I think they're done having their lives controlled. Maybe that's why they're making the uh, ex-husband the new villain. (laughs) That's fair. Kind of got to switch it up, because, yeah, I don't get it anymore. There's, like, supposed to be a merging of the political parties, but 
instead of assemblyman cha reacting like his wife probably would he's just like oh no i'm not gonna do that (laughs) and that's kind of it and then they're like fine we'll come after your daughter and he's like go for it she seems fine yeah, uh, it seems like you have to go through me to get to my daughter, and you got nothing on me, so whatever. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, but I liked Seo Jung at the beginning, so sad that he's got to be the new villain because Take Young Group is losing all their all their power. Yeah, I'm also very confused about why her mother is the way that she is, but I guess either they'll explain that or they won't. It's not that important. I just feel. Like, you know how a person is before you have kids with them. Yeah, it's weird. Her mom and dad are very different people, which happens. But it's interesting that he seemed to have this very close group of righteous friends, the Holy Trinity, as we said, that were like, she seems great. You should marry her. (laughs) Like, when was the tipping point that she was like, thank God I have a daughter so that I can use her to gain power? Yeah, I don't think I've ever had them go, anyone go so far as to have a mother that just says, you know, I really liked you when you were a more useful child. Other than that, you really suck. Yeah, I don't need relationships. I need power? Was that it? I guess so. Something. An insane quote from an insane lady. Yeah, she's lost How? It. How did they get together? We'll find out next time. We'll find out next time. Maybe. Or maybe they'll never confront (laughs) it. Maybe never. Maybe we'll find out never. But it seems like, I don't know, the main leads are doing fine. So we gotta have more drama elsewhere. Yeah. They'll kick it up somewhere. So let's have more flashbacks. Yeah. May as well. Let's look at what we've seen in the past. Or maybe just flashback all the way to when Assemblyman Cha was just reported Cha. And we'll have like half a show in the present and half a show 20 years ago. Like Chicago typewriter. Yeah! Three buddies being reporters. Whoa! Changing the world. This is exciting. I'm so stoked for the next episodes. (laughs) For the time jump. Can't wait for them to go in this exact direction. And then when we come back, it'll be two years in the future from where we are now. And things will be so different. Wow. This is exciting. This is so exciting. We should write our own shows. They'd be insane. Oh my god, let's do a spin-off podcast where you and I just start planning all of our K-dramas. We watch half a K-drama, and then we tell you what should happen in the other half. That's very good, though. That's already the, the podcast that we have. <laughs> yeah, glad I'm so proud of our current work. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for listening to Plan K. Uh, give us a hey! We are on Twitter at Plan K. And you can tell us if you're listening, you can tell us what you want to hear from us, you can tell us anything at all. Just give us a hey. You can tell us to stop eating during the podcast. Couldn't do it. It was really good food. My my roommate's a great cook. It looked really good. It looked like mac and cheese. It's a pasta and fish, and then he made a kind of citrusy lemon garlic sauce to, to dip it in. My god. My god. You can talk to us about 
really good food, or you can talk to us about K-dramas at our email. Our email is playonkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also ask uh, or request that we watch certain things there. Uh, We obviously are a couple little bit out, but if you wanted to do a request, then we would watch that next. Yeah. Or there you can send us any spoilers that you want. Sometimes we enjoy them. Sometimes I don't open them, but we'll see. Uh, a place to not send us spoilers is plank.com where you can find an archive of all our past episodes and you can comment directly on each episode so don't spoil anything but tell us what you thought of the show what you thought of the podcast and sign up for our newsletter so you can be alerted every time we post a new K-drama. Yeah. And then finally, we do have our iTunes that you can check us out, rate us, and subscribe us, and tell us that we're doing a great job. Say good, good job. I recommend this to my friends. Thank you. That's the review we want. Thank you, as always, to James Hevel for our theme song. Yeah, thanks, James. We love it. We love you. We love it and we love you. And thank you all for listening. Join us for the next four episodes of Encounter next week. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.